Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Ah! Wake me up! Free me from this! That wake up guy was trouble! Yo, get out of bed! What are you doing? You're late! You're late! You're late! Hi, everybody! Wake up! Brian Machine! This is my wake-up show. Now waking you up from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry. Welcome to the Bob and Sherry show. To begin the program today, we are going to talk about food. And not just any food, but a new food that you could buy at your supermarket if you have Thanksgiving issues. If you don't want to cook a big turkey, or if you're going to be alone or just as a couple there's a new product out that you can get at your supermarket to celebrate thanksgiving and i would like to know if anybody on our show would eat this so we'll have that in just a moment but first this happens about every year somebody does a study of the most popular world cuisines and i have the latest see if you agree i'm going to go from number 10 to number one uh, number 10 is Japanese. The on, You know, the only Japanese food I really know is like Benihana. I hate to say that. And I love Benihana. You know, sushi? some people think it's... Yeah, well, there's Sushi's sushi Japanese. too. Yeah, that's true. That is Japanese. I don't... Yeah. I think It's so ubiquitous now. I don't think of it as... But you're right. There's sushi too. I love the Benihana thing, you know? They're cooking in front of you and they're making the shrimp and the flipping the shrimp and the chef's hat and all that stuff. Uh, number nine is Greek food. Um, yeah, yes. yeah, I think it's, it's a good cuisine. Uh, number, you know, Greek food in Greece is different than Greek food at a diner in America. It's totally different. I think it's more, <laughs> every it, foreign it's more like food Italian. is different there than it is here because they Americanize it up here. Yeah, you're right. You're Everybody exactly says, let's right. go eat Mexican. Well, we're eating American yeah. Mexican. We're not really yeah, eating yeah. Mexican food. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. Uh, French food is number eight. Uh, Thai food, which has become very popular in America, is right above that, number seven. Number six is Spanish food. Number five is Mexican. And this is interesting. It's been added over the last few years. Number four, and this is a worldwide uh, study, by the way. Number four is American food. 
we have our own cuisine in the eyes like of burgers the world and fries and chicken tenders and that, all that good stuff. Do you think that's what it is? Or is there anything that's a little bit um, higher level than burgers Meatloaf, and fries? pot roast, mashed potatoes, fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. None of it sounds very healthy, but you're right. It is American and people are stealing our, our cuisine all over the world. Number three is Indian. You either like it and you'll, if you like it, you love it. I have found with friends. Uh, if you don't, you don't want to have anything to do with it. I know you like I, it, Sherry. I love it. I like and Indian food. I love it and Kevin doesn't. And so, you what's know, what's the appeal like, for you? What's the appeal? What do you mean? What's the appeal? It's one of Curry. the most complex awesome. and flavorful mm. and, and fascinating. Oh my God. It's so, the appeal. It's the same. I could ask you, what's the appeal of Italian food? You can't just answer non, it in one just sentence. It's the non bread. God, it's, it's just, so good. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's hard to find an uh, Indian restaurant, you know, unless you're in a pretty good sized city. I don't know. That's getting less and less the case. Yeah. It's you think so? Less. Just like it used yeah. to be hard to find Thai food. But yeah, yeah. It's getting less and not and so less. much anymore. Yeah, they're right. showing up. They're showing up. Yeah. yeah. Number two is Chinese food, which makes perfect sense. And Lamar was right that if you went to Hong Kong, you'd be eating a different product than, you know, the local strip mall where seemingly somebody's cousin has just opened up <laughs> a Chinese restaurant. Um and number one, I think everybody knows, it's Italian food. It's always number one. And it should be. Well, according uh, to you, yeah. No, I don't think it should be. <laughs> what do you mean you don't think it should be? What cuts Italian I, I food? I don't think it is. Why, why would it be number one? Because it's so delicious and there are so many different ways to enjoy it. Because Bob agrees with the survey. That's why. <laughs> yeah. He's found one that finally put his stuff on top. But no. This is an intelligent that's, survey. That's, that's why I chose down, to bring it up. Way, that's down my Italian, list. That's look, down what, my list. look what you down, How far? Do, what cuts Italian food in your mind? Oh, my gosh. If, let, let me go ahead and say this. I, I, I know. I know. Given the choice what, of eating something every day, I would yeah. eat Mexican every day before I would eat Italian every day. Get out of here. Are you kidding me? There's, Can oh, I yeah. tell you? No, and Lamar, I'm not by myself. I'm not by myself. I think my you husband are. Doesn't, my husband doesn't like Italian food. And I take it as a personal affront. I feel like he does. I feel like he dislikes Italian food, despite me. You know, I'm in the same situation. I think the two of them are talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. How could you not like ravioli filled with cheese? Oh, no, 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 how no, could no, you no, not, no, no, no. How, no. how could you not like spaghetti no. bolognese, spaghetti uh, linguine with, with clam oh, sauce, white I or like red? I like a few things. Oh, listen, I like a few listen. things. He loves my homemade bolognese sauce, and he puts saltine crackers in it. Oh, no, and, he does. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh. Yes, it does. It's not it, chili. Dips or dips potato <laughs> chips in it. And you know what? No. You know what? No. You know what? I think, I don't even think he enjoys it. I think he does it just to try to get a rise out of me. And so you know what no, I do? I think you're right. I act like what? it isn't happening. I, I just act like it isn't happening. And kids, that's what marriage is. It's torturing it's exactly each other. exactly what it is. Too much red sauce. It. Italian food no. has too much red sauce. Stop it. Stop it. But true Italian food doesn't. No, that's true, especially Northern. All right, straight ahead, 
this is this is a new product for Thanksgiving, and I want to see if anybody would buy this and eat it. And then morons in the news. Thanks for being with us. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. We want to recognize teachers who are working tirelessly to motivate and educate their students. Nominate a teacher to win a Florida vacation by going to the contest tab at bobandsherry.com. We'll pick one weekly qualifier to win Bob and Sherry swag and they're entered to win the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach with round-trip airfare and vehicle rental. Show your appreciation for a deserving teacher. Nominate them now at bobandsherry.com. Some of the saddest moments ever on the Bob and Sherry show were recalling Thanksgiving days. There's more than one. There was the one where... I took my mother and my brother out for Thanksgiving where they lived, which was Winston-Salem. And there were no restaurants open except for one, the Golden Corral. So we went to the Golden Corral and I went, you know, make the best of it, Bob. It's fine. We went up to the line and there was no turkey. And I called the manager over and I said, it's Thanksgiving, where's the turkey? And he said, yeah, we ran out. And I said, you had a year to plan. <laughs> and he went, yeah, these things, these things happen. Very sad. And then another one where I bought a little, I was alone. I was recently divorced. And I bought a little small turkey that was pre-cooked. And a can of cranberry sauce, ocean spray, of course. And I carved it up. And I sat at the uh, little bar area of the apartment I was in, and I ate it all by myself. It was very sad. But boy, thank God I'm with Mary, and there's always great food. But if she had to go somewhere and I'm alone, the Giorno to the rescue. The Giorno is dropping their Thanksgiving pizza. And here is what it's topped with. It is a pizza topped with turkey, creamy gravy sauce, diced sweet potatoes, colorful green beans, cranberries, rich mozzarella and cheddar cheeses, plus a crispy onion topping, all adorning the thick and chewy Detroit-style crust. And it's available in supermarkets for a limited time. If you had I gotta to, pass. would you? I, no, I got to uh, pass. Hey, that's that Italian food you keep hollering about. <laughs> that's not Italian food. That that's is not Italian, Italian food. food. Yeah. That is it's garbage. Pizza. That is garbage. It's called pizza. It's called no, pizza. it's not called pizza. That is not pizza. They are yeah, taking this beautiful product, the pizza, and putting all of this crap on it I'm, I'm hoping they're doing this just because guys like me will talk about it on the air and they get a little I like publicity. Cranberry. I, cr- I like cranberry sauce, so that might work for me. No, That's I'm the one pizza. red sauce I like is cranberry pizza. sauce. 
I don't want that homemade stuff, though. I need it to have them rings on it, like that when it comes out of the can and plops down on the plate, <laughs> and you can still see the imprint of the can. That's, that lets you know what oh, yeah. those are slicing there. marks. Yeah. Those are slicing yeah, marks. I say that every year. I love their That's slogan. The it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Like, delivery's so yeah. good. You know? Yeah. Hey, here, here's a new slogan. It's not pizza, it's DiGiorno. <laughs> Bob, Sherry. DiGiorno that's, has that's been an advertiser fun. on your show for the last two years, but they're now going to pull you their advertising. You oh, know, you don't that. hear you don't hear me trashing it because I keep a DiGiorno in the freezer for those nights when I'm like, you know what? It's it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno or we to die because I am not cooking. <laughs> you know, you know what my go-to is now? Uh, there's one I can't remember that's a woman's name um, that I got at a little fancy market and it was pretty good. But I, if I can't get that, Marie I, Calendars. I'm the, uh, no, the uh, California uh, pizza. A DiGiorno self-rising crust pepperoni pizza is a delicious, delicious thing. And I'm sad. Is it really I'm sad that you? Yes, I'm sad that you have never hauled one of those bad boys out of the freezer. Open the bottle of wine. Is it thin, and turned is it on thin crust? Is no, it thin the rising crust, crust is is ch- it's chewier. It's not a super thin crust, but I don't because like that. it rises I don't like that. in the oven, it's got some crunch yeah. and some chew. Mm. As yeah, your like frozen like pizzas go, delicious. What are you fighting Southern Italy sauces for? They're so delicious. One hey, after Bob, another. Let me, I usually get pesto instead of red sauce. Do you I see like what he's pesto. doing to you? This is what these Georgia men do. This is what I get at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like out of nowhere, they suddenly go, you know what? Do you like that? That's mm-hmm. my enemy. And I'm going to spend every minute undermining <laughs> it so that you don't enjoy it either. The who list hurt is them, long, Sherry? Bob. Who hurt the them? list is long. I'll tell you who it's hurt them, Bob. <laughs> you know, you know who hurt them. It's Chef Boyardee. That's who hurt them. Oh, that's He's the right. Villain that's here. exactly right. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Check this out. We never seem to run out. Out of my way, you moron. Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. Bob, Bob, Bob. So there is a company, it's a welding company in Colorado. It's called JMF Enterprises. Its owner is John Frank. And John Frank hired another company, Fired Up Fabrication, which said it worked as a subcontractor for JMF Enterprises. That's the one owned by John Frank. And they said, you know, we did not get paid in full for what we did for your company. We need another $23,500. And they went back and forth. Uh, Mr. Frank said, um, I, don't, I think I paid you enough. I'm, we're not going to pay you anymore. <laughs> so they went to court, and the court found that fired-up fabrication was in the right, and they needed to be paid $23,500. Mm. And so uh, JMF Enterprises with Mr. John Frank were really pissed off. So they delivered... in coins, pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters, more than 6,500 pounds of change. And of course, the folks that fired up got even more fired up and said, this is not, I'm looking at, I'm looking at 
a warehouse of coins right now, and it's something to see. They said, we're not going to take this. Take this back. They went back into court. What do you think the judge said? Was it you paid or was it take it back? I think take it back. I think I've seen yeah. other cases like this where judges are like, no, uh-uh, nah, we're not going to play nah, this. We're not doing that. They said take it back. You've got to write these guys a check, and the check has got to be valid. So uh, Mr. Frank, who thought he was a wise guy and was going to make a statement, is now stuck with 6,500 pounds. That's of a lot coins. to roll up. That's a lot that's to a roll lot, up. That's a lot in the coin star at your local supermarket. I got to tell you that much. So they, they won, and I think rightfully so. Lamar? I do too. Berkeley, California, police asked for the public's help in finding a victim who was assaulted by a man last week near campus. The unknown female victim was walking on the street when a man picked her up from behind and licked her from neck to eye, authorities said. The man would not let her go, but a bystander intervened and let the victim flee. The suspect was immediately arrested after the encounter uh, and pending some other charges. They're holding him. Police did not give a description of the victim, but asked if anyone had information, call authorities. I'm pretty sure this guy might be going by the nickname Labrador because that's what he's <laughs> acting like is a Labrador. And they and they don't have the victim. She, no, she's listen, no, she had enough. She had yeah, enough. She just wanted she out. Just yeah. Yeah, she wanted yeah, to go. Yeah. Don't blame her. Don't blame her. You know how um, you look around the world and you go, oh, this has got to be a sign of the end times. Or, oh, that's definitely a sign of the end times. Yeah. And it's always some big, you know, international story. Well, mm-hmm. I have the actual proof, evidence, sign of the end times right here. And it's a little thrift store in the UK that has been forced to put up a sign and post on its social media that you really can't donate your adult novelties to the thrift store. Oh, no. Yeah. Did they use that verbiage or or other verbiage? Um, They said, here we go. We ask that you refrain from donating your used and unused marital Mm -hmm. aids. Um, We do have closed circuit security video. We can trace these items back to their owners. In addition, we cannot accept uh, child car booster seats, mattresses, electric blankets, and washing machines or refrigerators or freezers. And now we're forced to add your used and unused (laughs) adult novelties to that list, folks. Um, Mm. Mm. What are you Mm. thinking? Mm. What, what, What are you thinking? And why does it have to be said? And y'all don't have a drawer in the bedroom for that stuff. Why is that getting chucked into the box of things that are being donated? Please, please, I'm begging the human race to make it stop. The holidays are right around the corner. You know, maybe that'll be a stocking stuffer for you. There you go. Yeah, get your... Hey, if it didn't work for you, go ahead and assume it's not going to work for anyone. Chuck it. Exactly. That is morons. Well, Well said. Only a woman would know. Yep. That is morons in the news. We got a round of Oh Shut Up coming up. Plus, the thing that men secretly want to hear and their partners don't tell them enough. Along with the 30-year-old brand new baby twins. 
This is a wild one for you. It's all coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Every once in a while, you'll find something that's a little bit uplifting. We've got a 92-year-old man that broke the world record. He became the oldest person to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim. Alfredo Aliga recently broke the Guinness Book of World Records for being the oldest person to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim, and the 92-year-old is looking forward to his next trek. It wasn't Alfredo's first rim-to-rim Grand Canyon hike. He's done it several times as recently as 2022, but it was the first with 50 to 100 people waiting at the top to witness it and to cheer him on. His daughter Annabelle wasn't so sure about Alfredo attempting a world record when her husband and father first began discussing it. When I heard the Guinness Book of World Records, I thought, man, that's crazy. But Annabelle said, you know, we're just normal people. We don't do stuff like that. But eventually she warmed up to the idea. Now, he originally wanted to do it rim to rim in 24 hours. So we didn't even have to stop. And my husband and I both said, no, you're not doing that. But to prepare... Alfredo walked three hours a day, every day between January and May. So we did rim to rim, and he was in better shape than I was, Annabelle recalled. It's so crazy to realize that even at 91 and a half, you can still get your muscles stronger. Alfredo credits his longevity and vitality to three things, healthy eating and water intake, and also sleeping eight and a half hours each night. He says it's never too late to start. He started in his 60s, and he says you cannot say I am too old to do things. You have to be happy and healthy. What a deal. What a yeah. deal. Yeah. I bet That's that impressive. diet had a lot to do with it. Yeah, that Makes really me feel terrible. Is. Makes me feel okay. terrible. <laughs> a guy who, who trains for a walk like that at 91. That is amazing. Yeah. This is Bob and Sherry. We're very excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. There's so much content. You get classic chat room calls, your best of CDs, behind the scene photos and videos, and it only costs $4.99 a month. Go to bobandsherry.com slash premium. The Bob and Sherry website, the oddcast, contest info, bobandsherry.com. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Well, we have a two-parter with Oh Shut Up for you today. Let's start out. It's about Cher. Let's start out, uh, first of all, just reading from the New York Times. Though she's been a singer and performer for six decades, Cher has never made one of Pop's most ubiquitous and commercially viable releases, the Christmas album. Quote, I just didn't want to, she said. I didn't know how I would fit into it. I didn't know how Christmas music and Cher could come together and be harmonious. And then suddenly, because she is Cher, she changed her mind. Christmas was just released. There are 13 tracks. Guess the appearances from Stevie Wonder, Cindy Lauper, Michael Buble, uh, the rapper Tyga. And this is the one that blows my mind. Darlene Love who reprises a song we're going to play in just a minute. She was on Every Christmas with David Letterman. She was one of the background singers for Phil Spector, and she was also lead singer on a couple of his songs. 
and she was the lead singer on this song. And in the background, you will hear on the song, Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home, a backup singer who left home at 16 and ended up in that studio meeting Sonny Bono at 17 years of age. Listen for share on this song in the background. Absolutely. One of my favorite Christmas songs. I know everybody likes the Mariah Carey, but I love Darlene Love. And I didn't know until I read this article that that Cher was singing background. And guess what's on her new album? That song with Darlene Love. The two of them are going to sing it together. And we'll have to fit. uh, When we have more time, we'll have to uh, feature that one day in the future. All right. Now time for part two of Oh Shut Up. This is where we tell you. How many years ago a song was released and you say to yourself, oh, shut up. This was a comeback record for Cher, and it had a really distinctive sound. She didn't need the help, but there was an electronic tweaking of her voice in it, and it went to number one. This song, Believe, is 25 years old. Do you believe in Five? 25 years ago. Good Lord. I remember the first uh, time I heard it, I, where I was. It's my favorite Cher song. I was uh, walking through a, 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 a mall parking lot. You know, not walking through, I was just driving up and the song came on and I went, look, they auto-tuned her voice. She doesn't need any auto-tuning, but you can hear it here. It was intentional. A little bit. Yeah. It was intentional. Auto-tuning. Yeah. Just for sound. Make her sound uh, more contemporary, I guess. It wasn't, no, it wasn't to make her sound more contemporary. It was, auto-tune was being used as a tool. And then some, in the hip-hop community, it became like an effect. T-Pain. T-Pain. And Cher and her producers were like, that's fun. Let's, Let's do a dance track. Yeah. Well, it's kind when of you what see, I, I got I mean, where I get, it was used let me get, to get ro- singers on key. Exactly, as a tool. And then T-Pain yeah. turned it into, he put it in the foreground. Mm-hmm. Cher never has allowed anyone to make her anything. Cher's like Chuck right. Norris. Cher makes you. <laughs> you don't make Cher. <laughs> what a life. What an absolute life. Six decades. Um, of, of singing professionally. I mean, the idea that she shows up at that studio in L.A., I think she was from Arizona and had a rough childhood. She shows up, Sonny Bono's in there, you know, playing piano or banging on a tambourine or whatever. They meet, and uh, she's off to the races at 17. I never missed that variety show. Never missed it. Sonny and Cher. Love that Yeah, show. yeah. They did get it right after I got you, babe. 
So anyway, oh, shut up. 25 years ago, this is Bob and Sherry. True. Weird. Stuff. A man checked into the Hotel President in Kansas City, Missouri on January 2nd, 1935. Days later, he was found in his hotel room, beaten and stabbed, blood all over the walls. Detectives embarked on solving the mystery of the terrible events in room 1046. True. Weird. Stuff. New episodes drop every Friday everywhere you get your podcasts. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. All right, guys, I'm going to run these by you since y'all are men. And you tell me if you agree. These are the things your man wants to hear you say. So I'm going to go through these and you tell me if you agree that as men, you would like to hear your partner say these things to you. Okay. And I'm going to take notes so that I can say some of these Kevin later, depending on how enthusiastically y'all react. Um, okay. Number one, men want to hear their women say things like, you look great in that, or you look hot in that, or looking good, or whatever. Like some compliment of their physical Physical appearance. appearance. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. If Mary says, hey, your hair looks pretty good today, you know, that makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite? Uh, compliment of your physical appearance that any from your woman that any of you have gotten. Uh, you don't embarrass me tonight. <laughs> what part of us do we most want complimented? Is that what's the or, or just the compliment? The compliment that appearance. Like I think best. it's appearance based, isn't? Isn't that what you were yeah. alluding the, the, to? The, your favorite appearance based compliment your partner has given you. You look, you look nice uh, on you. Or you look young or your hair looks good. My, my wife never compliments me on or says anything about my clothing. She just knows that I have a distinctive way of out. dressing. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Oh, no, no, no. She does not. I don't she pick doesn't. out stuff okay. for her, I, and she doesn't pick anything out for me. I, I made that commitment how many years ago, Sherry, that I would never buy another item yeah. for a woman the rest of my life. Because but, I, so I, I got, I, I missed the target so many times. I'll tell you guys. So, um, I, every year I, um, MC a big fundraiser for the library system and it was last week and Kev always comes with me. It was the 10th year, 10th anniversary of doing this event. So much fun. So he, he comes to me like a week before the event and he goes, what am I supposed to wear to this thing? No, I can't wear any of my suits because of the COVID lockdowns and whatever, and our life just ground to a halt, we didn't realize that moths got into all of his suits. Oh, no. And when I say, when I say all of his suits, it's not like he had a closet full because Kevin never had to wear like those kind of grown-up clothes. But he had like a couple of suits and a couple of sport jacket thingies. That was yeah. called them sports coats. We're going coats, to a jackets. wedding. Yeah, sports coat. Yeah. Yeah. Moths went to town like it was terrible and funny and shocking and awful because that used to be money, as Bob likes to say, right? <laughs> so I was like, "Well, my, I don't. Know. I mean, you you could just you don't have to wear a jacket." He goes, "Woman, I have to wear a jacket." So um, we went out. I said, "I'll go to the the store with you, and we'll we'll buy you a a sports coat thingy, uh, not a blue blazer though. You're not a blue blazer guy, but we'll get you one." And we'll, I don't know, we'll do something to it so it doesn't get eaten. So we go to the men's store and he's looking at the usual kind of jackets that dudes look at. And I glance over and there is a rack 
of wicked cool, like sort of brocade dinner jackets, like out of a James Bond movie. Ooh. And I was, and I picked up one, it was all black. And I was like, I know you won't, but how cool would this be? And he walked over and he picked it up and he goes, well, let me try it on. I couldn't believe it. Years and years and years ago, we were in Petaluma together for the world's ugliest dog contest. Bob and Mary, like we were all together. And Kevin and I went um, thrift shopping in downtown Petaluma and he tried on this jacket and he looked so hot. It was ridiculous, but he wouldn't buy it. He's regretted it ever since. I'm going to send y'all a picture of it. In fact, I'm going to send Doc a picture of it. We'll post it. He looked amazing. I wanted to tear him to bits in this jacket. He refused to buy it, has been kicking himself ever since. He bought the sexy dinner jacket, the rock star dinner really? jacket. No. What's he wearing it with? Because that he wasn't wore a, it, uh, You could wear it with anything. anything. He wore it with yeah, jeans. I know. He wore it yeah. with jeans, cowboy boots, a white shirt. He looked delicious. And and it's he a, was it's like, it's a distinctive look. Not yeah, every he guy tried can it on, it and he was like, mm-hmm. he was like, I don't know. And I said, look at me, the world is on fire. Everything is terrible. Let live your life. Do you like it? Because you look amazing. Do you feel like a rock star? Wear the jacket. And he's like, you know, I'm wearing the jacket. And so he did. Hey. And now yeah. I'm looking for events yeah. that I can drag him to, so I can get him to wear it again. It yeah. was hotter yeah. than hot. Hey, after you took him looking for a sport jacket, did you take him out for a treat like ice cream? I did because he was a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's the next thing your man likes to hear. I love your insert body part here. Maybe it's your hands. Maybe it's your knees. Maybe it's something else. Do you like there it when you get a body part? There is not one guy that thinks that uh, hands, hands is... Con- no, Yeah, hands, that ain't hands. happening. On my, on my very first lunch date with Carla, she said, let me look at your hands. Your hands are magnificent. Wow. I didn't mention I just come. I didn't mention I just come from manicure, but I thought I'd let you <laughs> right. on right. right back. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> One more thing, and then we'll break. Your man likes to hear you are so right. Hello, and one. I'm reaching. I'm reaching Anyone? back. Has that ever been said? I'm not no. sure. Has I that ever been said? I think it has been. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, I cannot remember those words coming out of any woman's mouth that I've been involved with. And I'm not no. saying so that they're right. all. No, you're so right. No. Oh no, 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 that's the no, first. No. That's the first time, right there. <laughs> say so it again. Right. Say it really slow and say it really <laughs> you, slow. With yeah. When you with say something, you boys. When you say you've never heard that from a woman, Bob Lacey, you are so right. Comedian Brian McKim straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters. So make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Brian Kim. I'm trying to actually stay away, stay off the internet these days. It started to make me angry. I started to get into arguments and fights and such, you know. Now when I feel that anger coming on, I just switch gears. I just... I just try to confuse people. <laughs> you can't be mad when you're confused. One of my favorite things to do is uh, go on uh, Craigslist, that barter section where people trade things. The other day, some guy's on there, he types in, uh, have a large birdcage, what do you have? 
So I typed in, a large bird. <laughs> hey, that's not how this works. I know. But if I confuse you for just a second, I win. <laughs> and that Facebook, people on Facebook always trying to make themselves seem more important, more complex. Ooh, my relationship? Well, it's complicated. Get out of here, you complicated. I'll give you complicated. Huh? I got a twin stepbrother. <laughs> that stops them dead in their tracks, let me tell you. Smoke coming out of the keyboard. <clears throat> I think one of the things that's driving people nutty is politics. Myself, I try to stay away from politics lately. I'm going to pay no attention to politics. That's what I said. I'm going to pay attention to the things that mean something, that matter, you know, people. And uh, I think I, I, I thought, I'm, I'm going to get a dog, you know. So I went online. I said, oh, I'm thinking of getting a border collie. And somebody types in, you know, only if you can make Mexico pay for it. <laughs> you can't get away from it. Is it the grocery store? Is it the grocery store? I've done my shop and I'm headed for the self-checkout, you know. And I get there at exactly the same time as this woman. It was a tie, dead tie, dead heat. And uh, she says, uh, she, she was, this lady, she was 100% Native American. I know this because she was wearing a sweatshirt that said, I am 100% Native American. <laughs> So we get there at the same time, and she says, oh, go ahead. I said, oh, no, no, go ahead. She says, oh, no, no, you were here first. I said, oh, no, you were here first. She says, are we still talking about the same thing? That took a minute. People ask me, are you a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of guy? I'm a comedian, so I'm, I'm, I'm both. I can't risk being either one. Give me an example. At dinner at a Chinese restaurant. After the meal, they gave me a fortune cookie. I crack it open and it says, you will be reunited with an old friend. Well, that's nice. I hope he's alive. <laughs> I'm engaged in a fascinating project right now. I'm, <clears throat> I'm restoring my boyhood home. <clears throat> All right, I'm painting my mother's dining room. <clears throat> Give me another example. Glass half full, glass half empty. I, uh, I grew up in a large uh, Irish Catholic family. Well, large. I had two of everything. I had two brothers, two sisters, two parents. There were seven of us. I was the last one on board. I found out once that somebody said to me that I was an accident. So that's a rather harsh way of putting it. I like to think of myself as the fifth of four children. <laughs> that is Brian McKim. We'll get that posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com, where you can also sign up for the Bob and Sherry newsletter, which, you know, we never spam you. We have contests in there and pictures and videos and all sorts of cool content. 
that we don't do on the regular show at bobandsherry.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to bobandsherry.com. This is a British poll, but mostly American voices were chosen. The uh, top voices, the greatest voices that show business people have. And here we go. At number 49, Jennifer Lawrence. We're going to pop up to number 46, Al Pacino. Then Kelsey Grammer. Next page, Hugh Jackman does have a great voice. Harrison Ford, you got to admit, as soon as you hear it, you know who it is, right? That gravel. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Tom Hanks is at number 22, greatest voice in uh, show business. James Earl Jones. Whoa. Number 26. I thought he would be I thought he'd be higher. I agree. I agree. Robert De Niro is uh, number 30. The Queen, God rest her soul. Of course, a wonderful voice, trained voice. And speaking of someone who also is British, uh, Helen Mirren, who, of course, is one of the great actresses of uh, that side of the pond and this side of the pond. Liam Neeson, number 17, Samuel L. Jackson. How could you not Number uh, 18 is Hugh Grant. Now we are getting up to the top. Number eight is Barack Obama. Like him or dislike him, he has a wonderful voice. Number five, the late Sean Connery. Just a fantastic voice. No matter what he said, you would just go, that's a man. Number three, Judy Dench who is absolutely one of the uh, greatest actresses on the planet. And this now is the voice that people in Britain think is the greatest voice in show business. Andy Dufresne, who crawled through a river and came out clean on the other side. Andy Dufresne, headed for the Pacific. Morgan Freeman, and I don't think I have argument with that either so there they are it's bob and cherry instant access to the podcast podcast and fun side just download the free bob and cherry app it's talk back time you can call us on the phone at 844-52-SHERI that's 844-52-SHERI or if you have our app you can look at the screen there's a little cartoon like old school radio microphone in the bottom center tap it and talk and the app will do the rest hello bob sherry max doc lamar just got done listening to uh, Lamar's oddcast about superstitions. Much like Lamar, my dad was from Georgia. He had a superstition that I'd never heard anyone else having this particular superstition before. Dad thought it was bad luck to eat shelled peanuts in the house. Uh, as long as they were already shelled, he was fine with it. But if mom would bring a bag of uh, peanuts in the shell in the house, he would throw a fit. And I just wondered if anyone else had ever heard that. And if anyone knows the origin of it, love listening to you guys. Uh, thank you so much. Bye-bye. That's a new <laughs> one on me, buddy. That's that a I've new never, one on me. And you would I've know never, being a Georgia boy. Yeah. In NASCAR, so not just, in NASCAR, there is a thing about shelled peanuts that apparently in the 1930s, somebody sprinkled shells on five cars and all five cars got into accidents. So that's the only superstition about shelled peanuts that I can find on the Internet. So hmm. if the peanuts are like in a can from Costco and don't have their shells, it's not bad luck. 
it, That's what it's it just like. if they're in their shelves. I just well, it can't be say, too big of a thing because they sell bags of those at the NASCAR races. I mean, they sell bags of them. They do tons of them. Tons of peanuts. Of them. So I, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say I can't even imagine. Like it must be incredible to have grown up with a dad where the only thing that would make him crazy is if you ate a shelled peanut in the house. <laughs> It's true. It's, list, it's so Andy of Mayberry, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's about it's as like simple a, as it gets. It's wholesome. Hey, I dreamed of yeah. the day my daddy would sober up enough to crack a peanut. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lamar, in my house, my daddy was the nut. We didn't have room for other legumes. Oh my daddy, gosh. daddy, can I eat these shell? No, Sherry, it's very bad luck. As he lights his crack pipe in the den. I mean, that just is... <laughs> but I, you know, I have to admit now that I know that, because you know, my, my as my husband always likes to point out to me, woman, you do know you're a little superstitious. Yeah, I do. Um, now that I know that, I would think twice about. I, I would, I would might still do it. But you know how it is when you see a ladder or break a mirror or black hat or whatever crack in the sidewalk. You do it, but you do. You hear the little rhyme in your head, don't you? You do think twice about it. A little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to totally, I mean, superstitions are so stupid. I'm trying to break myself. We have bags of peanuts in our house. We probably have right now four bags of peanuts because my wife, this is, it's just the weirdest thing. And she's been doing this not, not only in this house, but at the other house too. We did videos on it. She feeds the local squirrels. So she takes her lawn chair and she sits out in the driveway and Finn is not allowed to come out because he will scare them off. And I am not encouraged to come out because uh, I will scare them off. She is out there by herself with a bag of peanuts and she sits there and she goes, squirrelies, squirrelies, squirrelies. <laughs> and they come, <laughs> they come out of the tree is now, as soon as she walks out of the house, they come. And she flips one over. She knows there's about three or four of them because squirrels stay in a very small area their whole life. And they uh, have slowly begun to trust her. She can now, her, her, her hope is that they're going to eat out of her hand. They're very close. They're within probably five feet of her right now. Not only that, crows are showing up. And she said, watch this. I was out there with her one day. Three, as soon as she came outside, three crows came out of the trees and sat down not too far from her. And she'd throw one over and the crow would walk over, pick it up very gingerly in its beak and fly off. And you can see the nut in their mouth as they fly off. They are so smart. Crows will bring you, you'll leave crows gifts and they'll bring you gifts. They uh, did one that. Of my, they, they, one of they my daughters her, is making yeah. crow friends. Yeah, at her apartment. They brought her little sticks that were all the exact same size, and they put them down right in front of her chair. She didn't see that, but the next day, that's what was there. You are exactly right. They're incredibly smart. Yeah, so, But just tell her that she can't eat crows in the living room. Oh, no, wait, that's peanuts. She can't eat those shelled peanuts <laughs> in the living room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell her that today. 
right. and you don't need yeah. any more. You know? No. Like, do you really want to tempt the fates? I don't think so. No, no. It's Bob and Sherry. <laughs> Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. I am looking at a picture in Vanity Fair of a very, very beautiful couple. It is uh, Fernando Fitz James Stewart and his wife, Sophia. And uh, he is a duke. He is a real duke in Spain. And so um, they just had a baby. They are a gorgeous couple, very rich, I'm sure. <clears throat> and the baby's name, I'm going to read to you right now. This is, it's a girl. And here is what she was named. Sophia Fernanda Dolores Catana Teresa Angela De La Cruz Micaela del Santissimo, Sacramento del Perpito, Sosaro de la Santissima, Trinidad e de Todas los Santos. She is going to have a really hard time finding a license plate for her bike. I mean, I'm just telling you, it's, it's very, it's very unlikely. So I read that and I was going, what's up with this? Well, I mean, what, what? And I just thought those are all probably relatives and he wants to be in everybody's will. That's the only thing I could come up with. Why would you do that to a child? You, if, if that were like my sister and she had that name and was going to North Haven high school, every time she'd walk down the hall, one of the guys would go, Oh, here comes Sophia, Fernanda, Dolores, Catana, Teresa, Angela, De La Cruz, Michaela, Del Santissimo, Sacramento, Del Purpito, Soraco, De La Santissima, Trinidad, e De Dodas, Los Santos. Every single day. Man. I mean... Come Isn't on. that kind of like a um, a European royalty thing? They have to add all these names so oh. that every everybody in the bloodline gets a nod. That's that that kid has like twenty five though, right? Isn't it twenty five yeah. first names? It's something yeah. like twenty five. Well, I don't know about whether or not it's it's considered something you have to do if you're nobility, but the uh, government of Spain has said no, you cannot name your child with that many names. They just stepped in. They didn't care if this guy was a duke or not. I'd hate to be a place selling clothing and offer uh, free monogramming. I would hate that. I would absolutely hate that. It I know. Would be horrible. You'd be God. losing big time money. Big time money. It Isn't looks, it trippy it... that we're even talking about? Like over the, like, it was last week sometime. I wasn't really paying attention to the royal family of Spain and a thousand apologies for that. But um, Queen Princess Sophia, Princess Lenora, somebody was recognized and she'll be the next queen of Spain or whatever. Every mm -hmm. now and again, I mean, I'm so used to the British royal family that like I forget that they're not a TV show, that they're an actual, that's an actual monarchy. You know what I mean by that? Like they are a right. TV show on on Netflix, but the British royal family is such a pop culture thing in the U.S. that you forget that oh yeah, that's the king and his queen or whatever. But, yeah, you know, and he has limited powers, almost none. It's it's all ceremonial. Ceremonial, 
but then yeah. then you'll read like did you know that prince such and such of greece is single again and i'm like oh yeah i guess i mean yeah that's that, true there's a bunch then, of them out there the, the greeks there there's uh, in holland i think um yeah in spain obviously um there's a bunch of them and you know i just have to think it's mainly as a tourist attraction because why else would a country, you know, contribute to the coffers of these people in this day and time? Those are all democracies. It's well, and, and and I don't have a fight. I know some people in Great Britain say, get rid of them, get rid of the royal family. I saw a breakdown of how much money the royal family brings in as opposed to what they cost the people of Great Britain. They bring in way more with tourist dollars than than they cost. But is that true in Spain? Is that true in in Greece? Not as much, do people go to think. Spain to eyeball the Spanish royal fan? And I, I guess it I just seems think. every now and again, you know, you're just kind of cruising along in the world, and then something hits you funny, and you go, "Yeah, we still have kings and queens and princes and stuff. Get out of here!" Yeah, but we do. Well, yeah. Spain, we do. Spain needs to get off its duff and have some terrible, terrible things go on in the family history and have all kind of controversy and. You know, Get you can't publicity. just see a king and the queen and everybody's good to go. You got to have yeah. some stuff. Somebody's got to right. quit. Somebody's got to get thrown yeah. out. They, there's yeah. got to be stuff happening, man. This is, has to be adultery. You know, yeah. That's yeah, right. That's I exactly got to right. have adultery at the minimum. Right. We are true Americans because no matter what we're looking at, we're like, give me some popcorn and let's make this dramatic. Come on. Yes. Entertain yes. me. <laughs> it's Bob Sophia. and Jerry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this. I cannot believe this. We want to say happy first birthday to Timothy and Lydia Ridgway, little baby twins. They were born on Halloween 2022, and they just celebrated their first birthday, although... In some ways, those babies are actually 30 years old. Those babies Ooh. were born from embryos that were frozen in 1992. Oh, my goodness. Making, Gosh. making these twins the oldest twin babies ever. So here's, here's what happened. Um, their biological parents of the embryos, who are anonymous, had done IVF and and I, if you've done IVF, you know, in our family we have. So you, you know that you can freeze a lot more embryos than you may use. And you can donate those embryos. And I don't know if people know that. There's a, a place called the National Embryo Donation Center where you could donate your embryos and then a couple desperately trying to have children could maybe have a baby. So hmm. this couple donated these twin embryos. And the parents who adopted the embryos used IVF to conceive the babies, and they gave birth to them last Halloween. And with these embryos being 30 years old, these twins are the oldest embryos ever used in a successful pregnancy. The previous record holder was a person named Molly Gibson, whose embryo had been frozen for almost 27 years. But our twin babies, and they are, oh my gosh, you could just eat them up with a spoon. These babies are 30 years old. So 15 years, the, baby, the baby's embryos were stored at a fertility lab 
for 15 years before the couple donated them to, to this facility in Knoxville, Tennessee, right? And their adoptive mother and father, Philip and Rachel Ridgway, the parents of the twins, listen to this because it's super trippy. When those embryos were frozen, Rachel was three years old and Philip was five years old. The parents of these babies were toddlers in 1992 when the embryos were frozen. And Philip Ridgway, um, he said right after his twins were born, he said, it's just so mind blown to think about everybody we've talked to has trouble wrapping their mind around it, that these embryos were 30 years old. Um, and so when you look at these babies, they are just blue-eyed, chubby-cheeked, little precious, chunky china dolls, and they are miracles. They are absolute That's miracles. What a story. No. If you told that story in the 1960s, it would seem like almost a science fiction movie. Yeah, it really yeah. would. Yeah, and, and there are um, there are a lot of couples that have donated embryos, mm -hmm. and the the mom of the twins said, you know, those donor embryos are often overlooked because, you know, people are worried they can be donated by people with you know a medical history. Like for mm -hmm. example, the father of the embryos had died of ALS, but when it came time to choose their babies, they were like, we, we didn't even think twice about that. Family members of people with ALS, the risk is slight. It's just a little bit of a slight increase. And we mm -hmm. decided that we were going, listen to this, we decided we wanted to look for children who had in one sense been waiting the longest because maybe they wouldn't be perfect. But after 30 years, they are. They're super healthy and beautiful and fabulous and beloved, and they just celebrate it their first birthday. The That's parents wonderful. are devout Catholics, and the mom said, we just felt, we our faith, we just felt these twins should be given a chance. And now they are crawling and bopping around, and oh, they are precious. They are precious, and they are a miracle. And I just think it is outrageously cool that after 30 years of being frozen now they're crawling around the living room and putting all sorts of stuff into their mouths that's that's just quite amazing. a that's quite a story it, it'll be interesting to see how the uh, children relate as adults to uh they're entering the world well i mean i think you'd have to walk around feeling pretty miraculous every week, would, minute yeah. of every day that's for sure you know, so we'll get this posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook so you can look at these little faces. I could just, oh, I just want to, I just want to smush them. They're so precious and cute. This is Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. A movie lover's website has listed the 10 most memorable movie moments. There's one on here that I totally disagree with. I'm just going to run them down, and here we go. Bridget Jones's diary, the scene, the scene with Hugh Grant and Colin Firth in the fight scene. I think that's where they they say Englishmen can't really fight. Wasn't that part of that scene? It was yeah, a very funny I think that scene. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number nine is Billy Elliot, where Billy Elliot, Jamie Bell dances through the streets. Number eight is To Kill a Mockingbird, Atticus Finch delivers a powerful closing argument in court. 
I remember that movie so well. I think I was 10 years old. My mother put me on a train. She got on the train, and the two of us together went to Radio City Music Hall because they were playing it there, and she wanted me to see To Kill a Mockingbird, and I always, I always appreciated her for doing that. Number seven, American Pie. Jason Biggs experiments, mm. if you know what I mean, with apple pie. I, I think that's inappropriate. N- not so much. I mean, it's a, it was a funny scene and all, but one of the most memorable movie moments. I mean, don't you think it's a little lowbrow to be included in any kind of a movie list? Yes. Thank you. But it depends no on number six. Should, no. no one should waste a perfectly good pie like that. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, number too. six, Spartacus. The I'm Spartacus scene. Number five, yeah. Mamma Mia. Meryl Streep leads the singing of Dancing Queen in Mamma Mia. You either hate it or you love it. I I thought it was kind of cool. Number four, Gladiator. Russell Crowe delivers the My Name is Maximus speech, which is very uh, powerful. Number three, Back to the Future. Lightning strikes the clock tower to power the DeLorean. Yeah, great, great scene. Number two, Jaws. And the line is, you're going to need a bigger boat. That's yes. Can I guess Which number is. one? Yeah, go ahead. Is it uh, Star Wars where uh, uh, Darth Vader says, I am your father? You know, I, I think that would be a great choice. You're in the right sort of category. It's E.T. Elliot carries E.T. on his bike and takes off. So oh, you know, yeah. either That's go cool. with it or not go with it. Except for American Pie. I think it's a pretty good list. This is Bob and Sherry. It's Bob and Sherry, the podcast. There was a poll taken. There's always a poll taken somewhere, but this poll was about <clears throat> if you went back in time, you know, not here, you know, going to the future, you went back in time, you're going to lose a lot of stuff that you've got today. What would it kill you to lose if you went back in time? Now, I'm going to tell you what the first thing is, and then maybe we talk about some other stuff. The first thing on this list was flushing toilets which I think is very wise. I think that's very wise. That should be number one. And that's the first thing, because that takes care of a whole lot of other troubles. A Mm -hmm. whole lot of other troubles. Mm -hmm. Anybody that thinks, oh, I've been camping. Yes, Mm -mm. you were were Mm -mm. camping. Maybe you were even camping. I'll give you three weeks. You were out there for three weeks in the woods, Chief. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It's February. It's a Mm -hmm. freezing slushy downpour how you feel about going outside to make your boom boobs in the oh, backyard now yeah. not yeah. so good get you listen listen oh. get you a, get you a couple of high jumping chiggers and see what happens that ain't gonna work out either so i'm just, I'm just saying that okay that's the oh, name George of my next album high jumping chiggers chiggers <laughs> okay all right now Right behind flushing toilets, and I don't disagree with this, the internet. Yeah, it would be super hard to go without now. It would be hard to go back. Really hard. There are so many things I would rather go without than the internet. That's number two. Isn't that crazy? And you know, it wasn't all that long ago where if you were asked that question, you'd go, nah, you know, I could probably, yeah, I could probably get along without it. Mm -mm, No big deal. And, And I mean, this goes through... I mean, forget like grandpa and grandma. Grandpa and grandma, they can get on the internet too now. I mean, they've everybody's pretty much figured this out. 
some better than others, but yeah. Now here's the third one. Gosh, I think they've got this so far. They've got it right. Central heating and air. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a, a big, big deal. I wonder if I never had air conditioning, uh, would I be so uh, addicted to it as I am now? You wouldn't. Because you wouldn't. Because I, I how probably long has it been, Bob? Do you remember not having air conditioning? Do you remember? Yes. Yes, growing up, yeah. we did not have it I, in I any house that I lived in, in Connecticut. Mm-mm. Now, obviously, Connecticut is a cooler place, but Connecticut is not that far from New York City. And those kids who are opening the uh, the fire hydrants to get cool, because they're very warm, it, it could get up in around 90 degrees. Nothing. And I would fall asleep. I'd be sweating and everything with the window open in my, my little bedroom, but I didn't have air conditioning. Right my parents now, didn't I'd get be air conditioning until I moved out. I moved out. Yeah. I got married and moved out before they got air conditioning. We had window fans. Really? Yeah. We had an attic fan, yeah. Right. Attic fan. Well, that's a terrible thing. You go to bed at night and leave that attic fan on and the dew falls. Oh, it pulls all of that moisture in. No, that's not what you want. Mm, not good. Now, no. here's the one. Here's the one for me. TV. 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 Mm-hmm. TV. Can't be without it. Yeah. Can't be without it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Smartphone. I would rather have TV than the internet. I'd rather have the internet Ooh. than TV. Would you really? Mm. No, I'll are you saying that, Max? Because if you've got the internet, you could get TV? Or you, you can watch saying, TV. That's exactly <laughs> watch right. TV? Okay. But, no. I love some TV. I love some TV. Smartphone. The greatest and the worst invention ever. The greatest well put. with all the... Greatest and the worst. I mean, it really is. Well put. Yep. I went the other day. I forgot. I forgot my Apple Watch, and I forgot my phone, and um, and I was and I was going out of I was out of town without either one of them for thirty six hours. Um, really? Yeah. And so was I was staying in a cool hotel. A little bit. Was it sort of I, cool? I was staying bit? in a hotel, and I had not used a phone in a hotel, and I cannot tell you how long. <laughs> and I figured out how to do that. And I said to Mary, I don't have any phone. If you want to get a hold of me, you have to call this uh, this number. And here's my here's my room number. And it was strange. And I'm not as addicted as some people. But driving down the highway, when I realized that I didn't have either one, I became a little frantic for a few minutes. And then I just said, yeah. listen, man, you're going to be all right. You went most of your life without having one of those phones. I'd have turned around and, and gone back for it. Yeah. And I can't, I'm not even going to like make any pretense about that. I'd have gone back. I know you would. It's like missing. I know you would. It's yeah. like phantom limb for me. Yeah, I would have to go back for it. I care. And I don't even talk on it. Yeah, I don't even talk on the damn thing. I still can't move on. <laughs> All right. So there they are. I'm glad we live uh, where and when yes. we live. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. So I got suckered into uh, some clickbait, and it was a, a picture of an open refrigerator, you know, with the light on, and instead of food, inside the refrigerator were rolls of toilet paper, and the headline was, why are people putting toilet paper in the fridge? And I'm looking at the picture, and I thought, okay, I mean, maybe it was chilly night at the VFD or whatever, but what are you eating that you need to have your toilet paper refrigerated? That's what I, I mean, what would you have assumed, right? Why are people putting yeah, toilet paper exactly. in the refrigerator? Isn't that or what they you want would have that assumed? really fresh feeling? Whew, 
Oh, can you imagine? It's the middle of the night. You get up to go. And, <laughs> oh, what? What? So um, people are using toilet paper because apparently it's more effective than baking soda in the refrigerator. But I, toilet paper costs more than steak. So I just don't know how I feel about <laughs> popping a roll of quilted northern in there. And also, I don't know. There's like a psychological thing. You open the fridge mm. and there's leftover pork chop and some almond milk and a roll of toilet paper. I don't know. What do you think? It just doesn't work for me. What's the benefit of doing it again? Does it? It absorbs others. Yeah, oh. better than better than baking soda. But oh, the I same see. article, the same article went on to say, but listen, if you don't want to use toilet paper or baking soda in your refrigerator, you should consider black cumin seed oil. Girl, I don't even know where to go to get black cumin seed oil. Don't that and then, sound expensive to you? Black cumin seed oil. That that sounds expensive to me. Listen to what she does with it. She says, I mix five drops of black cumin seed oil with one tablespoon of dish soap and apply it in a thick layer to all of the plastic components inside the fridge. <laughs> I let no. it sit for two hours before washing it off. This worked like magic. Ma'am, what was her name? Corrine, Corrine, listen to me. No, no, look at me. Look me right in the face. I'm going to go buy a new refrigerator before I do that. I just know myself. Like, that just sounds hey, like so Hey, here's a shot. Better. Here's a shot. Leftovers, after one day in the refrigerator, throw them out. Do that. Wrap them up tight. Put them in there. After, if you don't eat them the next day, throw them away. You got no smell. I, I just, I'm not going to have stuff smelling in my Yeah, I hear you. I can let leftovers go a couple of days, but um, not, but if you're I guess worried about not, smell, something. not any How about, longer than that. How about this one? I'm actually going to try this one, and I'm going to report back to you because this sounds amazing. Take a cotton ball, soak it in pure vanilla extract, put it in the refrigerator, and every time you open your refrigerator, it's going to smell like a bakery. Oh, who doesn't want oh, that? Okay. okay. Does, does that okay. affect, though, if you put apples or something in there that they now, you know, taste or smell a little bit different? You're not supposed to put apples in the refrigerator anyway. Don't do that. Stop it. Don't do that. It yeah, doesn't say true. that it's going to contaminate. Foods, yeah, that would be in It there. doesn't Cream say. Cheese. Well, you know what, Bob? Look, if you don't want to put a paste of black cumin seed oil or a roll of toilet paper <laughs> or a vanilla extract soaked cotton ball in your refrigerator, I will have you know that you can also just put in some crumpled up newspaper and nothing says, mm, what's for dinner? Like opening your refrigerator, <laughs> it looks like a trash can. Did you just tell me to go myself without r really saying that? <laughs> I no, I told you I you could use crumpled newspaper. You could use crumpled newspaper. It's on the list. It's on the yeah. list. All right. Here's my question. I have to ask it because it was the first, the second thing I thought about with the putting rolls of toilet paper in the refrigerator. You're going to throw the roll of toilet paper away after a while, right? Or are you going to migrate it to the bathroom and use it for its intended purposes after it's been sitting in the refrigerator? For a I'm, I'm putting it in the guest, guest room. I'm going to put it in the guest uh, bathroom. Thank you for your honesty. Thank I so respect you for your mm -hmm. honesty. Because yeah, I think yeah. most people are like, well, I'm not going to use it, but we put it in the spare bathroom. <laughs> and it's going to cut down on guests, you know, which you know me. Can I just say yeah. that um, I'm seeing some things on the Internet that say put apples in the fridge. They'll last longer. Oh, this must I hate be. It. I hate it wrong. when you confuse me with facts. Stop doing it. 
Get off the damn. You know what, Max? They taste better. They're crisper. Uh, Max, this is a southern. This is a southern man thing because I put apples in the fridge and himself takes them out. This must be something their mamas in Georgia told them when they were little boys. If you really want, oh, I tell you what, I tell you what, look this up, Max. If you wrap those uh, apples individually in some newspaper and put them in a dark place, they'll keep longer than if you put them in the refrigerator. Hey, Lamar, when's the last time you had a newspaper in your home? You know, God. I mean, you know, that, God, so we do it. You have pinned me. You have pinned me to the floor. <laughs> One, two, three. He's out. <laughs> You're right. Cause I don't have. I mean, <laughs> so, so your, your husband and Lamar, because they're Southern boys, uh, feel the same way about apples. D- does, uh, the sheriff also feel the same way about how high chiggers can jump? <laughs> oh, he would know about a high jumping chigger. In fact, I can't wait okay. to I can't wait to finish up today so I can say to him, uh, my love, Lamar was talking about high jumping chiggers in the outhouse, and he'll and you know yeah. Kevin will be like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. All right, Bob. That's why All you right, take Bob. a flashlight out there. You brought this up, Bob. I'm fixing yep. to cringe you out. When I was a kid, I'm out oh, there picking blackberries oh, and stuff, and I got yeah. chiggers. I got chiggers right. where I didn't really want to get chiggers. Oh. And my mom had me come in the kitchen of the trailer. And she said, drop your pants, I'm going to get rid of that chigger. And she took a little cap full of Clorox and touched it oh. to where the chigger was. Oh! Woo, I don't know how high the chigger was jumping, but, buddy, I was jumping high, high. I don't jumping. know how you've had children. Good God. <laughs> wow. I don't know how you had the courage to lose your virginity. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Holy smoke. Well, folks, uh... Here at the Bob and Sherry Show, we pride ourselves on being lifelong learners and teaching you something new every single day. Right. You keep an eye out for them high-jumping chiggers. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. All right, let's go to Kyle right now. Hey, Kyle. Hey, how you doing, Bob? All right, how are you? You were in the Army, huh? Yes, sir. And, and tell us about your... Uh, most vivid recollection of your service? Uh, okay, well, uh, I was in 07 of Afghanistan, uh-huh. and uh, we were, me and 14 of my other guys were stationed out at an observation post, and I got up one morning, went to go use the latrine, and uh, got a knock on the door before I even got started, said that we had to go on a presence patrol uh, within 30 minutes, so I got out, and I went and talked to the lieutenant, said, hey, sir, you know, what's the deal? I I need to use the restroom. He's like, oh, we'll be out for an hour. We'll be right back. And so I go on this patrol, and sure, sure enough, we get done with an hour, get ready to head back. We start making our trip back to base, and we get a distress call that these three people are pinned down and they need to be rescued and pulled out. Mm-hmm. Well, they happen to be three hours away from us, so mm. we take off driving and got this rush of adrenaline and totally forgot about the fact that I had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Because we think we're driving into a fight. We get there, and there was no one to fight. They all ran away, and we ended up getting these guys out, and they're they're pretty shot up, pretty wounded, so we had to rush back to base to get them taken out of there. And Yes. Well, they, they had a vehicle that was armored, and uh, it was damaged, and we had to blow it up so that the enemy can't get any resources from it. Mm-hmm. We're trying to figure this out, and I come over the radio and said, hey, sir, we, you know, why don't we use the AT-4? It's, a, it's an anti-tank rocket launcher. And I said, oh, yeah, good idea. He gets it out, and we get the, the lowest-ranking guy that's private to shoot it and tell him, hey, better not miss. And he goes to shoot the first one. It's a dud and doesn't fire. 
the second one he hits it, well, it ends up going all the way through it and blowing up and behind the mountain. So that was a waste. So then we decide we're going to let it light it on fire. We use a thermal grenade. We put it on top. We pop it, and it burns all the way through the bottom of it and rolls out from underneath it. So we're trying to figure this out. We come to this grand idea that we're going to take the dud AT, the rocket launcher, pull a grenade, put it down the tube, throw it in the cab of the truck, and then run away. This is the idea that we come to. So all I can think about is that you haven't gone to the bathroom, Kyle. I'm just, I'm just being honest here. Can I get your back? <laughs> Thank I've been, you. I've been waiting. Wait, I, and and did you oh, go? Yeah, no, can, it was a long day. You were holding it that whole time. You were holding it, yeah. I'm right. holding it the whole time, it, I, and I had forgotten about it because all this adrenaline comes to my system because you think you're going to go get in a fight. And and we're rescuing these guys, and we're doing first aid. We're trying to figure out how to blow this truck up. It was, you know, it, was, it wasn't hectic. It was organized, but then again, you have all this adrenaline, and I just totally forgot about it. Like, you don't feel it at all. You're a different, you're a different man because um, I can see the look on Bob's face. Here's what Bob's thinking: even if I didn't have to go, I'd have probably myself. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> hey, Kyle, I've traveled with Sherry on the road. That eight-hour deal would have turned into three to four days. Oh, there's no question. There's no question. So what happened, Kyle? Okay, so it ends up there's these, the lowest-ranking guy and, an, and a non-commissioned officer go up to the truck, and they're going to do this. Now they're wrapped in full body armor, so he's, okay, on the three, we're going to pull the pin. Okay, one, two, three, pulls the pin, they throw it in, they take off running. And all of us are watching this, and one of us has a video camera on it because this is going to be funny. And the NCO ends up tripping and falling, like, not five feet from the vehicle. No. And the, the lowest-ranking guy is running, and he, he reaches down with his hands like he's going to pick him up, but his feet just keep running, and he totally leaves them. And so the, the NCO gets up, runs, and he jumps, and the truck blows up, and it's destroyed, and he he's grabbing on the pipe. Why did you leave me? And I'm going to try to say it the way he said it. starting... I can't help it. My upper body was saying, save the sergeant, but my legs were saying, get the hell out of here. <laughs> do you do you have that on, on tape somewhere? Uh, I don't have what he said, but I have uh, the, <laughs> the the explosion on The explosion. Tape. You, do you still yeah. have it? Honest to, honest to God. Yeah, I still have it. Wow. Wow. And so uh, we load it up, and we don't have any room in the trucks. It's just a four-seater truck, and I'm a gunner. I stand out mm-hmm. outside of the truck. So the only way to transport these wounded guys is I have to spread my legs, and he lays in the truck underneath my legs. Wow. And he's leaning against the lieutenant, and we've we got a three-and-a-half-hour drive back home, and we have an intercom system we're driving, and, and these guys don't speak English very well. And on these three hours, that adrenaline starts coming down, and I get the extreme pain in my stomach, and I have to go to the bathroom now but we cannot stop because these guys are wounded oh my god so for kyle. three and a half hours i'm struggling and every single bump in this truck oh I'm kyle the horror of war kyle yeah. the things that we ask of our soldiers oh man you know okay. what every sergeant you know what they should do they should say all right who's got to go see if before were, they go out there who's got to go if your co was a mom <laughs> I'd be like, all right, everybody, quick, run to the bathroom. I don't know when we're going again. Kyle, yeah. so you got this guy between your legs and your those bumps and oh up and God. down. And yeah. so wh- how did it turn out? It turned out <laughs> bad for me. I, um, oh, no, I was part of this guy's face, and then oh, on the way no, home, now no, it's late no, at night, no, we yeah. end up getting in another firefight no. at night on the way home. No. So uh, we're returning fire, and I ended up 
my weapon actually ended up breaking, and we were really close to base, so we said, let's just push through and get these guys out of here. So we pushed through. What happened was the enemy ended up following us. And so as we came into our little compound, they started attacking our compound. So we're, once again, I got all this adrenaline, and I'm running through, and my, uh, my LP says, hey, get that weapon fixed and get it on the roof. I'm trying to fix this weapon. I get it fixed, and I'm I'm carrying it down the hallway, and then all of a sudden it just hits me like this uncontrollable urge. Like okay, I don't... at that point, we're going to cut the story off because I know what happened. You sure yep. don't look comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, what ended up happening is I'm in the bathroom in the middle of a firefight, and I have so much pain that I'm yeah. using the restroom, and I end up throwing up at the same time in the middle of a firefight, and all the thing I can think of is, please, God, don't let me die in this bathroom. I don't blame you. Kyle, yep. I... This, what an unspeakable horror. They need to make a movie out of this. The Dirty Dozen 2. <laughs> Kyle, God bless you. Thank God that you were okay and that you were able Do, to save your uh, feel, fellow doesn't soldiers. Doesn't it feel trite to say thanks for serving, Kyle? Totally. The man is vomiting on himself in a portage john Totally. While bullets are flying. And stuff is breaking down and they're having to piecemeal everything together as they're fighting the Kyle, enemy. Kyle, you are amazing. Yep. Well, oh, thank you. well done, and thank a story you, well told. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. So brace yourself for this. This is an interesting little twist. Um, a survey was done of uh, baby boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, and Gen Z on the subject of gravy. Because, you know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and all the holiday yeah, celebrations. Yeah. yeah, gravy season. You know, most people, yeah, if you have turkey, you're going to have gravy. A lot of people even mm-hmm. make gravy with ham. Um, millennials and Gen Z says, we don't really want gravy. We would like to have ketchup instead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want either, but I'm more with the millennials than I'm afraid uh, my generation. I've never liked gravy. I mean, I don't, the only gravy I eat is like gravy that I make or gravy that somebody's grandmother makes. I don't like make-believe gravy. It's got to be real gravy, which is kind of challenging to make, honestly. It's you a know, trick. It takes a it's lot a of, trick to make. Yeah, it really like, is. It's not easy. You know, yeah, you're a cook, Lamar. It takes a lot of steps and a lot of time when you make it and it turns out great, the nectar of the gods. But if it's coming out of a jar or out of a powdered packet... I'm with Gen Z, man. Pass the ketchup. Although I have to say, I can't really picture ketchup on turkey and stuffing. How about you? No, That's the thing. No, no. I know. That was that was so bizarre to use that as the default. Um, I don't I don't well, like it. Because... that ranch dressing, one of the two. Yeah. That showed <laughs> up. That's right. He's, he's right. Um no, ranch dressing definitely showed up. It was just the ketchup um, knocked it out of the park. And uh, hot sauce. Gen Z and millennials would rather have hot sauce. Do you, than do you gravy. know why? It. It's because ketchup, I mean, gravy can be all over the place with consistency right. and how it's made and everything else. And if you get something yeah. that comes out of a jar, it's usually not very good. If you make it yeah. from scratch and you make it with the right consistency, gravy can be a great addition. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got to be. But able if to you do don't, it. that's right. I forgot Max makes his own gravy. I remember yeah. that from last year. Yeah. But if you don't make it, go ahead and get that bottle of Heinz dusted off and get it on the table. <laughs> it's Bobby Shea. Put a little Shea. with it. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.